sharing with me, Tawny, and her mom, Marielle. Welcome to your new safe space where there's no such thing as TMI. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Oversharing. This is Tawny. I'm Maria. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, Tawny? I don't know. No, you good? Yeah. Start opening the podcast. We'll never not be weird. And then you do weird shit to, like, make it weirder. So Yeah, I have to do that. Yeah, but nobody can see it, so. Oh, so then you. I just have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Lucky you. Mm -hmm. Story of my life. (laughs) (laughs) but we are about to start a new week yeah we hope last week was a good one and all right we're gonna dive into some of the shit that's been going on i guess let's dive so (laughs) (laughs) last week uh much to my surprise was the golden globes (laughs) Did you know that was happening? No, I didn't. Are you a reward? Uh, reward? Are you an award show person? No, I'm not at all. No. So I'm going to hear it. Didn't you go to an, an award show, though? The 1990... Yeah, I went to the 1991 Billboard Music Awards in... Was it in California or Nevada? I'm not positive, but I won them off the radio. No shit. Yeah, your Guys, brother was born in was March of thing? 1991. <laughs> right. Um, thank goodness we had already set up, we had already had childcare, which she was your childcare prior to me giving birth to your brother. And she was able to keep you guys for a couple of days, but I was sick. I was sick the whole fucking time. That figures. Um, Wait, did the radio station, they paid for like the paid, airfare and everything? And, and for my, you know, I had two tickets. They paid right. for the, the airfare and the hotel. Mm-hmm. That's and the cool. tickets. Oh wait, both of we were we were right behind both of the. Um, oh, I can't think of their names, and I love these kids. One passed away. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to drive me crazy. It though. is. It's. It's 1991, oh, though. I mean. Uh, what's it's one of our favorite? Oh, movies. oh, wait, 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 wait. The Corys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Thank you. I'm so sorry. The Corys. Uh, yeah Corey Feldman Feldman and Corey Haim yeah yeah there was it was just everything was going on and I literally had to leave as soon as we got there I was so sick I had to leave and he's like you're kidding me I'm like so you made it to the award show and then had to go yeah that Mm -hmm. sucks Mm -hmm. what'd you what were you sick with I had my my tonsils I had a perial tonsil abscess. Sick, I had sick. no. Oh yeah, I was sick. Sick. <laughs> I mean, the story's sick. Sick. I'll go into it if you want to just go hear it. for it. All right. So there we are. I leave. I leave the Billboard Music Awards. But we had had a car that was included that took us to and from. They took me back. Okay. I went back to my hotel room. I guess I was in and out of sleep. This and that. He comes back. He's so fucking excited about everything that went on, and he's yeah. trying to tell me. And I'm trying to have a drink or two with him. You know, I'm just trying to do whatever. Trying I to can. hang in there. So then. Um, his excitement turns to uh, wanting to have sex. And I'm like, can I fucking do this? Like, I feel awful. Oh, My no. throat's kidding me. And I'm like, I can do this. We're, we're, where are we? You know what I mean? This, right. is, this is a trip. We we're away from baby. the kids. We're on vacation. Yeah, yeah. I get it. So we start. And I can't even say that I was hating it, right? But then he <laughs> looks, he's on top of me. And, he, and as much as pain I was in, he looks at me and he's like, yo, did you shit? <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking 
fucking devastated. I'm like, what? He's like, I smell. He's like, what the fuck? And he jumps up off me, picks me up. He takes me into the bathroom. He grabs me by my, my jaw, but grips both of these things. He grabs a toothbrush. Uh-huh. And he turns a toothbrush around and he just pushes it to the back of my throat. And this brownish black no. stuff just comes pouring out. And that's what he smelled. And it's just pouring out and I'm gagging and I'm throwing up and he just kept draining it and draining it. And it was the most disgusting experience. I think I would have died if they'd have burst while I was sleeping. He calls downstairs. He tells them, we need a doctor. We need a doctor up here. They're like, we have nobody. It's nighttime. And he's like, we check out the next day. Everything's over. And I look at him and I said, if we go to the emergency room and get stuck there and we don't get back here, we're going to miss our plane. Right. And it was paid. I'm, I'd imagine you guys did not have money. We didn't have the fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> Just had my second baby. So anyway, I had to deal with it. But when I came home, I had an emergency tonsillectomy. Oh, man. I remember throughout the years, like hearing little stories of you guys going to an award show, but I've never, you know gotten the whole story yeah yeah like that yeah so he actually i believe he kind of saved my life that trip well that was nice and there him. was once where i believe he saved my mom two of the people he really fucking hates but he saved us see mm-hmm. how about that mm-hmm. you know that weirdly <laughs> this is gonna be such a weird segue but that brings up something i find super odd right so I did not watch the most recent Casey Anthony documentary, the one that she put out in hopes that she could manipulate all of these people who aren't familiar with her case. Um, because I'm hardcore. I believe that Casey Anthony knew something. Okay, that's my stance. I don't know if she for sure killed her daughter with her own hands, but I believe she knew more. Um, I could be wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of shit. But anyway, so I was listening to a podcast who was covering different things about Casey Anthony, including that documentary. And they went on to say like, oh, but there's a lot of evidence that shows that she actually did love her daughter. So maybe she didn't do it. And I'm like, what is this misconception? Like, what are we? Do you really think that people kill people that they don't love? Like, do you think abusers abuse? Like, they abuse the people that they love. They kill yeah. people that they love. Like mm-hmm. just because someone harms someone, it doesn't mean that they didn't have feeling. Like I just thought that was such a strange. There is people take. Say, and I, like and we don't. We're trying to decide if either she either killed her daughter or loved her daughter. When both of those things and they have nothing in, to do. They have with nothing to do with each nothing other. Nothing to do with each other. You know, like mm-hmm. we were saying last week. Um, I think when we were talking about Tory Lanes, like I said, he was trying to show off what a good father he is. Like, oh, I'm a family man. That doesn't mean that you didn't shoot somebody. Mm-mm. Like, why do we put these two complete boxes where people are either really, really bad or really, really good, and there's no middle gray? Right, and we could also say that a man who's having an affair and the wife ends up dead doesn't necessarily mean that he killed her. Well, yeah, that's because you're fresh off the Scott Peterson I am, but train. that's still the thing, though. <laughs> but, but, I'm, but it's still the no, thing. No, 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 no. So, a man who doesn't abuse his children doesn't physically hit his children does i mean i just doesn't mean that he doesn't abuse his wife yeah Yeah, that that, that's it's the truth i there's like these definitive definitive like yeses and nos if they do this and they definitely don't do this and and that's not true it's just not true about people about it it's not true no (laughs) it's not true i mean the same it's so silly right because I'm sure most of us at this point have been cheated on in some capacity. And, 
you know, to say that everyone who has been cheated on wasn't loved by the person who cheated on them, that would be unfair. Right. You know? I was in a horrible relationship. I don't believe that he was, like, healthily in love with me. I do think he cared about me to some capacity. I believe that my dad cared about me to some capacity, you know? So it's just a weird, hard line. So someone can love their child and also murder their child. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I would think so. But I, uh... I never murdered anybody, so... <laughs> I have not. But it's just a weird lump thing. Like, if you swing back to this year's... Like, the Golden Globes. Okay. Right, right. So, a high of the Golden Globes, for sure, was Abbott Elementary got recognized for all of the things, and they deserve all of the recognition. Um, unfortunately, what happened when Quinta was receiving her award is that she got starstruck by Brad Pitt and, and shouted him out. There was a lot of shout-outs to Brad Pitt um, this year at the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate because with him trying to sue Angelina Jolie, uh, all of the things about the abuse that he inflicted on his family are coming back to the forefront, and people are starting to question Angeline, Angelina Jolie again and that her story isn't valid about the way Brad Pitt treated her and her children. Mm. Now, it's not Quinta's responsibility, you know, to stop all the enabling. So it's unfortunate that the people who did... No, it's unfortunate the women who shouted him out seem to be getting more heat than Brad Pitt himself, which is unfortunate because, you know, (laughs) for many reasons. But the argument that I'm seeing is that Brad Pitt made a mistake or that what happens within a family shouldn't then be brought to the light for other people to judge. And I completely disagree. I disagree because domestic violence has to be talked about. Mm -hmm. It has to be. And also when you are in the public eye, your shit's in the public eye. It is what it is. It's unfortunate. Yeah. But it has to be talked about. I agree. I know my brother and I have had conversations and one of the hardest things for him becoming an adult and then being amongst adults who were around when we were children is like, you guys saw what was happening to me and nobody stepped in. Like, again, everyone claims to love me and care about me and nobody stepped in to make sure that I was actually safe. And that's hard for him. Like, he's like, I don't know what relationships are legit to me because who can I actually trust? Because no one was there for me when I was a child. Like, that's his current... Well, I don't know current, but in the past when we've had these conversations, that was his take. Those are the feelings that he was struggling with. And I think that happens a lot in life with people who have abusers in their lives because these abusers go out into the world and they're very charming and they have a lot of friends or they have, you know, these whirlwind romances. They have something that makes other people admire and adore them. So then when the truth comes out, you know, it's, it's, they, they, it's questionable. They want to, they would be like, oh, I never saw that side of him, but it doesn't mean, again, it what? doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't, right. It doesn't matter. And both things can be true. Yeah. Brad Pitt can be charismatic and he can be charming and he can leave you starstruck when you see him. Sure. All of those things can be true. And he can also abuse his children and abuse his wife. Yes. And the reason I don't consider what Brad Pitt did a mistake is because Brad Pitt, the incident that Brad Pitt inspired on that plane between his wife and his children was fueled by alcohol. Mm. Brad Pitt still drinks. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Um, he, they own a wine company together. Uh, his children do not have relationships with him, which to me says that he did not 
go on to go to therapy. There was not sincere apologies. Like, as a child who has gone through shit like that, it's it's pretty clear to me that he has not remedied the behavior. Right. Therefore, it was not a mistake. I agree. And just imagine, I was having this conversation with a couple people a few weeks ago. Like, I think it's hard for just the regular average person. Like, my ex treated me like shit. And I don't say this in a mean way, but in the sense of celebrity, like, he's a nobody. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, our reputations really don't matter. However, it would be so painful for me if he, like, put out a great song or did something notable. And people were just like wow, he wrote this song, he's so brilliant, he's so this, he's all those things. And I'm like, wow, he's actually not. Like, he was so awful, and I have the receipts, and other people have the receipts. Mm -hmm. So just imagine that level of celebrity and people who have been treated so badly by these people, and everywhere they're turning, they just see people lifting them up and lifting them up. And it's worse with social media. (laughs) It is worse with social media. And then, you know, because a, a lot of people just, you know, they just... Their head gets bigger and bigger. And not only that, but it's just the irony, too, because it, of course, comes back to the whole thing with um, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Like, do you guys not realize? So Brad Pitt abused his wife, abused his children, poured alcohol on them, choked his wife in front of his children, hit the children. Like, the FBI was involved because it was on a plane. Like, there's this whole thing, right? This is all... It's, it's all there. So, and Brad Pitt is at the Golden Globes with everyone fawning over him. And he's so wonderful. He's so lovely. Okay. Amber Heard was sued because she said, I have the rare vantage point of seeing in real time how institutions protect men accused of abuse. That's what Amber Heard said. It's literally happening again in front of our eyeballs, not only with Brad Pitt, but it's happening with Marilyn Manson, who's currently suing a victim of his for defamation, which is Evan Rachel Wood. Um, It's happening with so many people. There was this guy, Greg, I've talked about before that wrote an excerpt. Um, He wrote a book about the imbalance of domestic violence and men not getting, you know, the fair recognition of what women do to them, basically. And Johnny Depp wrote the intro to this book. And this man's a liar. Like, there's police reports that completely conflict his story of what his wife may or may not... You know what I mean? This is happening so much. Right. With no facts. Right. And, like, Amber Heard got sued for saying the fucking truth. Right. For saying the fucking truth. I don't understand how this happens. I don't understand how it happens either. And the fact that they're getting away with the defamation, like, I mean, with suing people for defamation, Brad Pitt and Johnny Depp have the same PR company. Mm. After all of this happened, Brad Pitt hired this guy. Do do you, and like, it's so blatant and in front of people's eyes. I'm like, how do you not see it? How do you not see it? We, there are people (laughs) out there who cannot see it. It's on a frustrating. Daily. And I'm sure for people who aren't really on social media a lot, especially if you're not on Twitter, you don't realize how often these conversations are still happening. Yeah. Like, you don't realize how much anti-Amber Heard propaganda is still being pushed out there. How many things that she has nothing to do with. Like wow. they'll they'll like something will happen with politics and they'll somehow link it to Amber Heard. They're like watch Amber Heard's awful reaction to Matt Gates. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, she has nothing to do with that. Oh, my gosh. But because people make money off of this kind of shit, like, YouTube has allowed people to monetize all this stuff that doesn't have to be legit. You can report anything. 
And people will just be like, yeah, that has to be true. I saw it on a YouTube video. <laughs> like, you saw, I saw it on, that YouTube. on TikTok. Like, that guy live, is in his basement like, in a padded room fucking making his own content. Yep. It's, uh. That was me till you said, girl. Google. Girl. <laughs> Google's your friend. Don't talk to me unless you fact check. Yeah. Yeah. Now I tell you. Yeah. Don't even come to me with it unless you've already checked it at least once. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wasn't there a time where I literally thought something happened to Trump's face and it was like they someone like, I don't know, they did like a... Like a Photoshop type thing. Yeah, and you're like, no, he still has the same ugly wait, face. Wait, wasn't it like a fish or something? You're like, no, this is a real fish. <laughs> it looks like Trump. I was so freaked out. I'm like, no, it's it's not, huh? Oh, it was awful. It was great. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Speaking of Trump. Ew. <laughs> we Ew. So this but this is amazing. Uh, As I'm sure many of you may have heard, M&Ms have gone woke again. <laughs> the green goddess. <laughs> so um Allegedly, you know, in an effort to uplift women, support the community of women who are going out there and doing the fucking thing, Eminem has a new campaign, money, donations, whatever. But the point is, (laughs) um, fucking Tucker Carlson and Fox (laughs) News lost their shit over the M&Ms, okay? So Tucker Carlson is like, Apparently, the green M&M is back. And, but you know he was already pissed before because she was in stilettos and they put her in block heels. Yes, he did not like the that block heels. That is not fucking sexy. Mm-mm. How dare you? He's, yeah, he's pretty upset about that. So now she got the stilettos back, but she was holding the hand of a female M&M. What Lesbians. Color? What color M&M? I, oh my God, I think it was brown. Oh. Yeah, interracial lesbians. <laughs> M&M's. Can you believe it? Oh. And what? then... <laughs> Do you know what kind of shoes the blue M&M had on? <laughs> there was not even a blue M&M yet. <laughs> was it blue? I don't know. I But listen, so then there's a obese M&M. Because the libs are so worried about inclusivity that they had to have an obese M&M. Is that the But you want to M&M? know what I'm... No, this is what I'm mad about. How come the purple M&M, because she's hippie... You know, she's got a little more cushion for the push-in. She's obese. Yeah. But the peanut M&M has been around here with his fat ass the whole time. <laughs> and nobody has ever commented on his weight. And, and M&M's fucking round anyway. So, bitch, where? No one's ever been like, oh, the yellow M&M from the Santa commercial. He's unattractive. <laughs> he needs to drop a couple. Mm-hmm. But now that it's a female M&M and she's a little wider than you'd like, <laughs> she's obese. Right. Unfucking fair Sexist. So let me just tell you some of the things that were said about the green M&M, okay? I can't. A female reporter on Fox News said that she was an opportunistic little bitch, and that is not someone that she would want to be friends with. And I must know, when is the last time that you were in the candy aisle and you were like, which one of these would I want to be friends with? (laughs) Nothing. When I'm in the candy aisle, I say, which one of these do I want to shove in my mouth? I know that's right. Which one of these do I want to eat? Mm -hmm. Eat the most. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I, that's what I say. Like, can you That's fucking hysterical, but... So they said the M&Ms are now, they're not attractive and they just want to completely, they will not be satisfied until you are completely turned off. (laughs) 
Like, yeah, and then right, we, right. and then they all complained. Right. All right, wait. Has anyone <laughs> ever requested a drug test for Tucker Carlson? <laughs> like, that's some real shit. Like, what? For reals? The, the funniest part, well, no, I can't even say that. The, all of it's fucking funny, right? One of my friends that I grew up with sent me an article. <clears throat> and um, it, it, the article was funny, too, because it was like, male M&Ms finally experience peace since all the females are in their own bags, which that's fucking funny. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Um, and then they were like, male M&Ms. Des-, well, Tucker Carlson's like, the male M&Ms deserve representation. So it's like, oh, you're not, ma- like, I, who fucking cares? I just... <laughs> Wait, I can't even talk about I've it. I've never ate but my so that, M&M's and thought one was male or female. So I just, Tucker Carlson, <laughs> his claim, he's like, the liberals are so focused on being inclusive that they're pulling from the important issues. Like, this is why China is doing better than us. And it's like, bitch, you took three days to bitch about M&M's, but you're saying that it's everyone else who's so distracted by them. Like, you're so disturbed by the <laughs> M&M's change of shoes that you changed the regularly scheduled programming. That's crazy. <laughs> don't I don't have any puffs in my inhaler left. <laughs> Stop it. So then, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So you're on Twitter now, right? Sometimes. Right, Ma? Yeah, I get on there. <laughs> so do you follow Nick Adams? Self-proclaimed I might have, I might have, alpha male. I might have unfollowed him because he <laughs> said, every day he says he's an alpha male. Well, it literally just says alpha male next to his name, too. He, I have... I don't even know anything this guy so is he's talking about. A hardcore Trump lover, but Nick Adams says shit that comes so far the fuck out of left field that I feel like you swear he's a parody. Like you're like this guy yeah, cannot be a real person, but it's real. It's all really happening. So Nick Adams claims that the other day he was at the bodega and he saw a child about to buy a bag of M&M's and he went up to the mother and he was like, listen, M&M's has gone woke. They've gone liberal. Don't support them. And she listened to me and she told her son and he got a Twix instead. This is funny for so many reasons. (laughs) One, no, the fuck you didn't. So that makes it funny. Mm -hmm. Two, Twix is owned by Mars Candy Company. (laughs) Which owns Eminem. Right. So you're so, still supporting right. the same fucking company. Yeah. So then I love the, my favorite thing, too, about the conservatives is that they'll always start with one argument and then change it. Like, they don't even stick to what they're ma- – like, they it, it changes. So he did – that was originally – that was his first thing that he was pissed about, Nick Adams. And then he did another tweet, and it was like – I am done with M&M's. Not one M&M will pass my lips until Mars issues a formal apology and releases an all-male package of M&M's to demonstrate their commitment to gender equality. These female M&M's are a slap in the face to men everywhere. We must band together and boycott. Wow. <laughs> and then he doubled down again. That's an alpha male talking, right? M- <laughs> M&M's have gone woke. Mars, the company behind M&M's, launched a nuclear strike in the war on men by unveiling a package with only the female M&M's. This is sexist and not inspirational at all. We must boycott M&M's until the alpha male M&M's get their own exclusive package. I'm buying all the M&M's. <laughs> I'm fucking buying M&M's. I'm going to push M&M's. I'm going to buy M&M's for all the customers that come in. Oh my gosh. M&M's. Is that shit not crazy? M&M's. I will not boycott M&M's. No. I'll tell you who else is not going to boycott M&M's. Toddlers. <laughs> That's right. Especially the minis. That is like... The, oh, they must be... Don't even let her get a hold of the minis. That's oh, my God. Even... Now if they see your kids eating M&M's, they're going to be like, groomers! 
Oh my God, they're putting their children with M&M's in the stove. Wow, my kid only <laughs> eats purple M&M's. She's going to be a fatty. Oh like, it's my. crazy. <laughs> I can't with the M&M's. That shit was so funny to me. It would have been nice if you would have had a pack of M&M's. I should have. That would have been really good, but I don't. I also want to suggest that everyone go follow. So the Instagram handle is MattXIV. So like Matt14, like the Roman numbers. He's amazing. He's funny. He's great. And he, all the big shit that's like going on, like the crazy shit, like the M&M's and the Andrew Tate's and the fucking, all the wild shit. He puts it together and really breaks it down in a fun, easy-to-read way, and he makes light, but also really makes an impact um, with his words. And I enjoy him a lot. It's pretty so awesome. if you're into the shit that we say, you'll probably be into the shit that he says. And I think you'll enjoy him. Oh, he's funnier than me. <laughs> he's definitely funnier than me. He's prettier. He oh, can do pretty much. handstands and all kinds of other flips. Like, he's insanely strong. Can I do a handstand? Bitch, where? I've never in my life seen you do a handstand. Well, I can't do a handstand yet. Oh, the injured hand, that's true. That's true. Do you want to tell everybody what happened? Oh, man, no. <laughs> so, okay, so let's go back to... Uh, our no, very first vendor, right? our vendor day, when we were back in November, it was so effing cold. We went to the vendor day, and I was walking in, and I step on my own shoelace and head first, full it, head first, and it, it hurt. People, it hurt. I hung out there for the day. Monday, I went and got X-rays. Radiologist puts the order through. My doc calls me. No break. Mm-hmm. Just. Um, a bit spring, soft, right? soft, soft tissue injury. It said. Okay. So I read the I read what it said. Soft tissue injury, and I looked that up because right around the end of December, my hand was still hurting. So it said four to six weeks, I think, um, and you should feel a little better. Now, of course, this is my dominant hand, but I went to the hand surgeon Wednesday because you were still having discomfort and stuff. Well, and right? I couldn't, I couldn't close my hand. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't get a grip, you know, things like that. Get I, a grip. Yeah, I couldn't get a grip. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> um, so I go in and they look at the x-rays. The doc comes in that I had already had previously in New Jersey. Um, <laughs> and he's looking and he's like, hmm. And he tries to move my hand certain ways and my fingers. And he's like, you know what? I want to do another x-ray. So I'm like, Okay. We go get, I go get the x-ray. I would spread around the corner, you know, walk around there, get my x-ray, come back. He walks back in. He's like, okay, it was broke. And I'm like, what? Actually, he said, first, you have arthritis. But my finger was broken. It yeah, was fractured. The ring finger was actually. I knew them bitches were crooked. Was actually, <laughs> was actually fractured all the way down. And it is healing. Um, so they gave me these things like, a, it's called a buddy strap. And you kind of just strap it because the finger's a little crooked. Um, and that's going to stay that way. But uh, you strap it together so that the other finger can guide it. And mm-hmm. I have to start. Be its buddy. Yeah, buddy. And I just have to start some therapy for a couple of weeks. But um, moving forward, I will never have just a radiologist read my reports anymore. No, I'll no always, offense, radiologist. No, no offense. No, of course no not. No offense at all. I mean, all. getting a second opinion is always the suggestion exactly. no so matter I'll, what. Yeah. 
for a bone. The context, right? Yeah, for a bone, I'll always go to, you know, um, my, my, I go to Rothman Institute, so. Oh, hi, Rothman. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I mean. That stinks, though. Yeah. But it's it always. disappointing. Yeah, it's always like that catch-22, you know, when you have something going on or something hurts, you're not feeling well, and you're going to the doctors and you're like, I don't want anything to be wrong. And then on the flip side of that, I would love an answer to why this is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's always that that push and pull. I just remember how bad it hurt. Yeah. And how much I couldn't physically move it. And then the fact that because it was my dominant hand, I, it was probably stronger. Yeah. And I was surprised when it really wasn't healing. Um, so I was like, should I wait four more weeks? And then I'm like, what if? There is something wrong. Right. And then what, yeah. And then you always run the risk of, like, luckily you had a break that's just going to heal itself in a sense. Yeah. But there's always the chance that there could be more going on underlying and then it doesn't heal properly. And luckily it was like in the finger, not in the hand. hand. That would have been much more Mm -hmm. complex. Mm -hmm. Ooh, and then you hear of instances where they have to, like, re-break shit. Yeah, that's straight socks. I I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that. I've never, besides my toes... I don't know if I've broken fingers. Have you ever broken like a bone bone? I did. I broke, I broke my wrist mm-hmm. as a child and I swore. Well, and when I know, I remember, I physically, rem- I mean, I can literally see myself doing it right now. My, it was my, we were in a friend's yard and my sister, Denny, you know how one person lays on their back and they, I'm sorry, I laid back. <laughs> like all the way back. I was trying to show you guys. I was laying down on my back and I was going to bring my knees up. <laughs> oh, um, boy. So, yeah, so you bring your knees up to your chest and then somebody sits Gets on, on your, your feet. feet. Yeah. And then you push them up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we were, you know, what the older kids would do to the smaller kids is give them a chance to flip in the air. You know, so that's what you, she would do. She would, you know, and we would flip in the air and the one time, you know, and we did this a million times. But of the course. one time... I landed, Ooh. and my hand, my right hand, did not come down. I landed with it uh, bent under, yeah, like fingers the, down. Oh, oh yeah, literally touching. Ooh, and I'm ooh. like, I broke my ankle. I broke my ankle. <laughs> I broke my ankle. Oh, I was young. I remember my picture was in the newspaper. What? Yeah, For breaking your wrist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, breaking my ankle. Oh, your ankle. Yeah, um, sure. but yeah, I had a cast. It was it was awful. It was an accident. It was. I know she felt bad. Oh, I'm sure. But oh, um, that's the worst mm-hmm. when you take part in like an injury. Oh, mm-hmm. terrible. But I don't know that I did that with kids. I know that I laid back and put you on my feet with your tummies. But I don't right. think I ever th- like flung you. No, I don't think. Yeah, I've no, ever done I've that. never done it to where like you mean like their your butt would be on her feet and mm-hmm. then push you out. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I've never done we, that one. Yeah, so that you can get air. I've done like the belly. Yeah, I get it. You got airborne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we all did gymnastics yeah. and stuff, but that ended my gymnastics career. I mean, oh, yeah. that's where you peaked. I probably would have been a gold. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I basing mean, it off how graceful you are every single day. I'm mm-hmm. sure you're right. Mm-hmm. You would have been gold. <laughs> gold. <laughs> anyway, no, yes, I broke a bone. Yeah, I don't think I have. I did really mess up my ankle pretty bad twice, but the same mm-hmm. ankle. Mm-hmm. But no, no bones. You rolled it. Yeah, that shit's no joke. I saw, listen, I saw it in a picture. I know. <laughs> I just mean in general, like... I saw it. it when hurt. people roll their ankles, sprain their ankles, 
it's crazy to me how much pain I was, I mean, I like tore tendons and ligaments. So, I mean, that is a lot, that's pretty good damage, but I can't imagine the pain if it was broken. Mm -mm. I'm sure it's a different kind of pain too, but that hurts so bad that I can't imagine and if my ankle ankle was actually broken. Like people who get pins and shit. Ugh. But think about it. So my hand, okay, I could not do things. You you got up every morning and brushed my hair for work. Yeah. For quite quite a Yeah. I don't even brush my own hair. Quite so. a bit. <laughs> um, and it was early mornings. I go to work early. Yeah. But um, imagine if it was my foot or my ankle. Right. You know? Right. Isn't that such a shitty thing too as an adult, like getting hurt like that? Because what are you what are you gonna do? <laughs> Listen, I'm having trouble. I, like, I was like, when they ask, when they tell me that I need a surgery, I'm like, hold on a minute. How many days how's recovery do I have? How's this going to fit into my life? Yeah, how's this going to fit into my work schedule? Right. You know I mean? Like, you know, and how much time do I need for this? And The recoveries yeah, and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So much we don't think about, you know? Mm-hmm. That's another thing. I've just thought of this now, like, because we've talked before about, you know, shit daddy struggled with and how abusive he was and could be but then you you mentioned two instances where he like sprung into action and saved you and then i know of the story of where he saved my grandma you know he always was good in an emergency though but i think all of us but again like we said you don't have to be a good person yeah, to he like... was great in an emergency <laughs> he i mean all uh, overall no, but... i mean that that was the i think that was as you say it and i don't want to reflect back but I'm gonna have to to finish my sentence overall I mean I truly fell in love with a charming yeah. um doting uh like just so many amazing yeah. qualities of a man and then he wasn't that's what makes it so hard mm -hmm. you know when people ask why why didn't she just leave or why'd they stay in that situation and we've talked about it before we'll talk about it so many times it's it's not like that all the time. And it's so confusing because like we say, you know, they they do treat you like you're the most special person in the world. And the high from that, just as humans that we get, you think about the way you feel if you post a fucking selfie, you know, and then the likes are just coming in. Like the way your body feeds off of that, your body feeds off of love and compliments. And when you're getting that stuff from the person that you already adore the most, mm -hmm. It really sends you on a high. So it when does. that is taken away or threatened or violated, even though it's violated within the relationship, it's the so low. It's so confusing. It's so, so confusing. <laughs> it's so and confusing. It affects your, your self-worth. It affects your confidence. And I was never really sure which way to respond. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, because I don't, I don't want to back down. I don't. Right. I don't. I don't want you yelling at me yep. i don't want you raising your hand to me like absolutely not um but then sometimes i'm like are you feeding the fire yep y you know what i, I mean but then i back down and i'm like wait does he think i'm afraid of him y you know what i mean but and then it just got to a point where i never backed down i think too so in psychology right there's the four responses there's mm. fight flight freeze or fawn i think mm. a lot of people are only familiar with fight or flight right and i think a lot of people too under the impression that fight means fighting back it's a physical reaction that's not always the case fight can also mean standing up for yourself it's whatever it is in that relationship that means you're putting the force back up against them right um fawn is when you kind of lay down and just do whatever it's when you're appeasing the situation mm -hmm. freeze is a shutdown disassociation do you know what i mean and obviously 
flight would be someone who runs. I have experienced all, all of, of those <laughs> a million times, and including, you experience- including the flight. You experience them in the same relationship. Mm-hmm. Every little thing that happens is different, you mm-hmm. know? And that's how it's also hard to realize that you're in a cycle because it doesn't feel like a cycle when it's different chaos all the time. And I have a boss that I have experienced all of those feelings with as well. Really? Mm-hmm. He's no longer my boss. Right. Yeah. He's not there anymore. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's different all the time. And I think. A lot of people are under the impression that they only have one, right? That right. The, like I'm the kind of person who responds by by flight or by flight, and it it's not true. It's it's mm-hmm. picky to every situation. It, it is. It depends on what's going on. It depends on who's around. Do you know what I mean? Because there might be people like I don't consider myself a fucking risk taker, you know. But when I see emergent situations, mm-hmm. or I've been in situations that were emergent, I spring into action. Mm-hmm. I go towards the the, the the trouble. So do I. You know, but as a person, I'm not like, oh, where's the wild shit at? No. <laughs> That's yeah, not no. my vibe right. at all. Right. Yeah. I would be very anxious. Yeah. Not me either. <laughs> it has, it's one of those just things that just happen. You're like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I experienced so much in nannying. I think I've talked about before how I suffer from so much anxiety, but having the kids for me, you would think would add it. And it did. Like I would have new anxieties, of mm-hmm. course, but... It had to get, it pushed me through so much. Do you know what I mean? Like when I had little things of anxiety, like something stupid of maybe not knowing where the bathroom is. So for myself, I would just hold it, right? <laughs> just wait till I got there. You would? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of ask someone where it is. Absolutely. As crazy as that may sound. But when you have kids, that's not an option. And uh, Different things like that. Like being with children, being a caregiver kind of pushed me through my anxieties in a lot of ways when I'm with them. So let me ask, did you ask where the bathroom was or did you have one of the kids do no, it? No, I'd be like, Leo, go ask them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask him. I know. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask him. <laughs> no, it's so funny. No, I would ask, okay? And I would I have great. to tell you, and it's so sometimes weird. I'm I, I, I feel so... Sometimes I look back and it's so fucking obvious now that you've had anxiety your whole life, but I had no idea, one, of what that was. Yeah. Two, or even what it could look like. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Me not either. something like anxiety, depression, none of that was ever no. talked about in my life. And I ever. especially think people do not consider it when they're looking at their children. I mean, now. I've heard of people deny the idea that children can have headaches or children can have migraines. But like, you're a child. That's not a thing. Like, Ugh. yeah, the fuck it is. Like, what makes you think that bodies are so different? The same way people act like men and women are that different. We're not. We're not that different when it comes to the physical body and shit. You know what I mean? And, like, psychology. Like, the things that make us different is what's different as people because we're all taught differently, conditioned differently. We've all had different experiences. But none of it is limited to... The age, size, or gender. I can't imagine someone telling someone that you don't have a headache. Right. And I, I've never, I don't know what a migraine is, but it's both terrible. of you, both you and your brother suffered from migraines yeah. as children. And that was probably brought on by stress, but they were debilitating. Yes. I mean, they are. I, I, we experienced, I mean, I watched a young boy with a headache so bad that he uh, gave up Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He he literally 
curled himself in a ball. Yeah, we weren't we allowed. Were, we were three yeah. rooms away, and he could hear a whisper. He's like, please don't open your presents. I can hear the paper. Yeah, and that, yeah. yeah. And he was, that was bad. Well, it I, ended up being, yeah, I think he ended up having, did he have the measles some or something? He had viral infection or he something. He did, because, because he had I a remember rash. He was running a really high fever. And then he broke out, yeah. That's crazy. So my brother was someone who would always run high fevers. Always. Even if he was going through the smallest of instance, like a cold, he'd run a fever. Now, myself, we learned I am someone who does not run fevers, which I guess on the science, so my body's just not fighting shit off as well as it should, but I also don't get very sick often, right. so it's weird. It, it is weird. But I'll have to look more yeah, into that. He, your brother had uh, viral fevers, which I didn't even know were a thing, but I was lucky enough that I worked for pediatricians. Yeah. And I worked for specialty pediatricians. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? It really made it a little bit easier. But I had no idea. I mean, I I had no idea. First of all, I had no idea you had fucking anxiety. <laughs> That's where it just... Me either. It, just, it, it kills me. Right. It it, it just... <laughs> I was an inside burp. Orgas. <laughs> <laughs> I just burped inside my body, I think. <laughs> a frog is in my actual chest (laughs) where are we anyway let's let's just (laughs) nobody knew that i nobody knew i had anxiety (laughs) no no one knew you had anxiety i did not i didn't even know anxiety was a thing till i was like in my late 20s you know and it still blows my mind but i've said before i didn't realize till i was in my late 20s that i had been abused badly as a child it's just it sounds so silly and i think that's what makes it so hard to come to terms with things is we've been talking a lot lately just about healing because like I mentioned I was depressed a little bit in December and it was one of those depressions that brought up a lot of old shit that I was like why am I even thinking this you know and I'm sure we've all experienced that where you've worked so hard to get to a certain place in your life and then all these little things are coming up and you don't even know why but you can feel your body like trying to process them and one of those was remembering how badly I struggled with anxiety and depression as a kid. Of course, I didn't know those were the things, but I was labeled as like lazy and miserable and all these different things. And I I kind of absorbed it into who I was. And so now being an adult, looking back and being like, oh, I wasn't lazy. I wasn't miserable. I was struggling. And then you have to step outside of that. Because I, even though I'm not upset with you or my dad for not recognizing my anxiety, like it is what it is. You guys didn't have the tools. There's still a part of me, like the, the child in me, who resents it, you know, right. who, who gets sad. Because it's like, if I would have had the right tools, if somebody would have had the name for what I was going through, would I be different today? Right would things have been different if my parents would have been loved properly so that they could have loved me properly right would i be different today and that's why healing is so hard because there's so much you have to address and accept that fucking sucks yeah i can't even remember the term or the word you know mental health mentioned you know it's 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 it is very sad you know um but I'm so glad to be hearing so much more about it. And, you know, going right back to where we started, domestic violence must, it all must be talked about. It has Everything. to be talked about. I, I don't... And I'd love to see more men feel more comfortable talking about it. I agree. It. You know, um, and I always say, men always say, no one's listening. We are listening. We are listening. We are listening. And we don't, you know, you, you, you don't, you just say, let me vent. 
don't ask. We don't have to give advice. Yeah. It's not about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if I'm you just sure, want to vent. I'm sure there are plenty of men who have been in situations where they feel like there's never been a woman in their life to listen to them. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But let me fucking tell you that there is not a single woman in my life. I do not know a single woman who hasn't sacrificed a chunk of her life or her time due to the mental health mm-hmm. of a man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I ended up staying in an abusive relationship for as long as I did because I was so concerned about his mental health. You know, I, there were times, I mean, he used his mental health as a weapon against me. He would threaten to hurt himself or also he was an addict. He was struggling with his own issues from his family and I was very empathetic to those things and because I wanted him to heal and get better, I stayed in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like women do that all of the time that happened on quite a few occasions with me and your dad where we would he would end we would end up being on the phone together or there would just be a comfortable moment for him even when we mostly when we were broken up where he would break down get vulnerable you know and and I would allow him that vulnerability you know and stay very quiet um but inside Mm -hmm. you know I'm boiling because I'm like if only you know if only we would have been able to deal with these things you know what I mean um but once he got past that once once he got that emotion or whatever was driving that conversation then it was never talked about it again like so it wasn't like that's what I so that yeah I mean, I can't speak for your guys' romantic relationship, but I know my own experience with dad and then in in relation to it, my experience with my ex or even my brother, anyone else I've had that toxic relationship with. That's what I mean. You get to those moments where they're vulnerable, they're opening up, and then it's like, is this even real? Or are you doing this because you finally see me at my breaking point where you know I'm finally about to cut? Then you want to show me all of this emotion. You want to recognize all of the things that you've done wrong. You want to regurgitate back to me all the shit that I've been listing that I just, if you would just fix these fucking things. And then they give it all to you. They admit who they are. And then, like you said, it never comes up again Mm. until the next fucking moment where they're like, oh, I'm really going to lose them again. So I do have to say. But it doesn't mean that it's not real. It doesn't mean that the things they're saying aren't real. It's so confusing. I do have to say when I was discussing uh, his vulnerability, it was more him admitting to me things that had happened to him in the past, you know, which, and we had already been together for so many years and I never knew it. You, you know what I mean? He was he was so loud and always talking, but he never really said <laughs> anything about himself. Right. You know what I mean? It was always maybe something that he knew how to do or something, but never really talking about something deep. So That's I true. learned, you know, it's like on those days, and, and I did cringe inside, you know, and I felt bad for him. But, you know, we do have a responsibility to try to heal ourselves. It's not someone else's responsibility Nope. You know what I mean? It it, it isn't. And the weight is heavy. And we can't all go through life with a, like, this is just the way that I am attitude. Mm -mm. You can't. You have to be adaptable. And it's hard. And it's always happening. You know? It's always happening. We're always always changing. it's always going to be hard to be adaptable if you cannot own your Your shit. shit. You Mm -hmm. have to own it. You do. You know? And it's, it's just listening. It's it's listening to what someone else is saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And even if I don't feel like I did it, you can you're telling me exactly what I did. 
I have to, I did it. <laughs> I think it's accepting that gray space too. Like mm-hmm. we said in the beginning, how it feels like society sets it up to where you, you have to be in a box, you know, even with cancel culture, where again, <laughs> being reprimanded for bad behavior is not you being canceled. Like being right. held accountable is not being mm-hmm. canceled. Mm-hmm. But there are some situations where people's careers have been, you know, they have a red X on them where necessarily maybe that shouldn't have been, you know, the case, but it's because we're, we're thought to put people in boxes where you can either be good or bad. And everyone is gray. Right. Like no one's inherently good or bad. And I've had these, my brother on his worst days at his worst of his life, I've seen him do amazing things for other people. I've seen him be selfless when statistics would say he was at his most selfish. So it's, and that makes healing even harder, you know, (laughs) because when you open up to this idea uh, the the reality that we're all just fucking flawed and we're all just doing the best that we can with what we have in any given moment and that could change in the next given moment when you really accept that and give yourself that grace you realize that you have to now extend that grace to everyone else and that's fucking hard, it is hard. because it's so much easier to stay mad or stay angry or keep people out of your life for reasons you've made up Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're covering up something that took place because you don't want to take accountability for what you did. Right. So you're like, this relationship is over because they X, Y, and Z, when really it's you. Right. You know, that's Mm -hmm. that's not healing either. No. But it's hard. It is hard. It's fucking hard. And who wants to give grace to people who have hurt you? You know what's funny is that we genuinely come into some of these episodes not thinking there's going to be a theme, you know, not really having a core and then look, we end up having a theme by accident. Tony, I can tell you that I come into these episodes <laughs> I'm not so having of what you're gonna say. a fucking idea of what I'm going to talk about every week. And I feel so bad. You say to me, what do you got? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> I know. I laugh I at it now. And yeah. then later I'll be seething. <laughs> I'll be writing it in my fucking journal furiously with my gel pens. What color? All the colors. What do you mean? Uh, I'll put all your good traits in blue. And I'll put your annoying ones in pink. (laughs) Pink is not your color. Uh, mm. I just want to see if I have more blue or more pink. As if I would show you the list. Okay. (laughs) As always, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys have a great week. Don't forget to subscribe uh, and leave us a five-star rating because Uh, why not? Your finger's probably already real close to it. Just click it, click it, click it. Check out the Etsy shop. I will be starting a sale tomorrow. Spend 20, get 20% off. Ooh, I'm going to go shopping. I know, right? (laughs) So um, minimum spending is 20, get 20% off. Whole shop is eligible. So go check that out. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.